0: Welcome to Uniting the Gap with Brian and Damian, where we attempt to bridge the ever-widening gap between the left and the right. I'm Damian Gray, along with my co-host, Brian Fondarulia. Brian, how's it going, man? It goes, uh, goes fantastic, Damian. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay, as usual. I'm a little pissed off at the left. Uh-huh. You know, I mean... You know, you you had mentioned before that 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 you know I tend to agree with a lot of your points. You know, I, I agree with the right, and that's true. I, I I do agree with a a lot of the things that the right has to say. Not everything, certainly, um, but more than anything else, I don't agree with Donald Trump and his way of doing things. You know, um, I won't. I'm not going to be one of those left wingers to sit here and call him a buffoon and all that. I'm not going to do that, but you know, he's he doesn't do things well, in my opinion. But uh, um, one of the things I don't think that he's doing well is that I think he's causing a lot of hostility uh, with China. And China has already been hostile against, you know, places like Hong Kong, Taiwan, Japan, Vietnam and certainly mm-hmm. India. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I guess, you know, people are saying that it could be an, an attempt to distract from a second wave of coronavirus or a tactic to, t- to buy more time to take on the U.S. Um, I kind of wonder if it has something to do with their downward economy that's been going on, because it seems as, as though that the uh, lower their economy gets, the more aggressive they're getting. What do you think? Well, I think that's actually, that's logical, and both points are logical.
1: Here's where, here's why, I'll tell you the honest guy truth, I actually really like how Donald Trump is feeling with China. You know, if you look at, you look at the history of China and the relations with the United States since they became communist in, you know, what, the, the 40s and 50s, God. you know, they went from being our World War II ally, where we really helped them out against the Japanese, to really... Uh, almost a Cold War target alongside with Russia. Right. And what happened under under uh, Bush second is Bush II gave them most favored nation trading status. And overnight, you couldn't buy anything that was made in America. It was worse than NAFTA. Yeah. And – they essentially control our economy. Now I was reading I was reading a thing that apparently one of the one of the Chinese ministers of finance said in 2002 that they were about 20 years away from being able to completely control the American economy. And if you listened to right-wing radio like I did back in the mid 2000s, they kept talking about the debt that we actually owed to China and it was, you know, this astronomical amount of money. And the world now especially in the first world and the developed nations. We aren't controlled by violence with each other anymore. We're controlled by finance. And if you look at how Donald Trump handled China, I'm actually a big fan. I want to see America be in control of its own economy. Now, the flip side of that is wages need to come up because we really – you know, in as much as we don't, we don't ever want to deal with slavery. We sure enjoy our products based on slave labor here. <laughs> and uh, you know, we're all for them four-year-olds working in sweatshops in China to get us our shoes and our dollar flip-flops at a, at a Walmart. But you know, at the end of the day, that is going to have you know ramifications. I was reading, I was reading a couple of the articles that you sent me, and yeah, they're. Uh, they're they're pushing almost a hot cold war with these four different nations, and really almost looking at a hot border war with India.
0: Yeah. Well, even and, with us, I mean, our our the, our navies are clashing. Yeah. In the uh, those disputed waters out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I agree with you. You know, the tariffs that he put on China seemed kind of extreme, but you're right. You know, China was gouging us yeah. quite a lot, and so I mean, I I understand that, but. You know, there's been a lot of talk lately about how Trump is downplaying China even more than he usually does. And like you said, I I, I wonder if it's all leading up to a great big war with a lot of people, including us. And I I, I swear to God, if he goes to war, if we go to war with China, I don't have a lot of confidence that we would win or that we would come out very. uh, Well, we have
1: a lot of allies against against China. India is an ally of ours. You know, it's in the Middle East. We've got a lot of allies, Uh, Russians and Chinese. They do a lot of business together. I think that it would be a really horrible thing. And I think everybody knows that, you know, so you have to you have to deal with proxy wars. It's like we're not actually at war with Russia. We're fighting in Syria and we're fighting, you know, in Afghanistan. And that's a proxy war with Russia. We're not actually fighting Russia. We're hiring people to do that. Right. And I think you're going to get the same thing with China. But it's really, it's hard to say. (laughs) And who knows this year? I mean, Jesus Christ, this year, this year, I don't think that even at this time last year, if you would have, if you would have told somebody that this year, how everything has broken down in this country has happened, they would have locked you away and put you on medication, man. Oh, yeah.
0: I was, I was thinking about this today. I thought, you know, about this time last year is when Las Vegas had that huge, grasshopper invasion and that was the mm-hmm. big deal that was the big deal oh and yeah yeah had we realized back then what was going to happen the same time this year oh my god yeah. <laughs> you know and it's give it's me back the grass
1: that's that's scary but i was thinking about this uh a couple hours ago all this stuff that's going on worldwide with with china well going on over there can you imagine if this were happening in the 80s you know in the 80s when you trusted when you could trust the nightly news and the nightly news actually brought you world news. Yeah. You know, I can't find this. I I read the sources that you read. They're all, you know, overseas sources or they're independent sources. They're not the large mainstream things because the mainstream things still need to talk about the fluff of, you know, Corona and everything else that's going on around it. It's not, it's not actual world news. I don't, I don't know if it's a cover for a second wave because the first wave, I'll be honest, I don't think is that bad. And, you know, it's not – the disease itself is not what it was hyped up to be. You know, back in back in February, they were talking about this as almost a world-ending disease. And I, I, you and me both know that China lied about their numbers.
0: Well, and that's and, just it. it, but, it has to be. Here's, here, here's the thing. I mean fingers are being pointed at uh, China because they say that the coronavirus could have been quelled by about 86 percent had they come clean about it within three three weeks. But mm-hmm. they lied about it. And then we have Trump pointing his finger at the Chinese, but then when the whole thing got out of hand and it got to the states, he claimed it was a hoax. So how is he any different than China? Well,
1: you, know? you see, I think I, I, China, here's here's kind of the weird thing. Donald Trump almost makes me believe in the Manchurian candidate. Give me, <laughs> give me a sec, give me a second here, you know. If you look at the Donald Trump from the 80s and 90s, he's a he's a businessman. He's a high powered businessman. And I don't know if people looked up to him. I always thought that he was that he was almost like like laughable, you know, with his big gaudy casinos. You and I come to the casino business. I don't think I could have ever worked at a Trump casino. They're too gaudy. But you look (laughs) at that guy and he was he was a dyed in the wool Democrat. He was always a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at him now and he's a Fox News parrot. Unless they say something that he doesn't like, in which case it's fake news. But I I feel – you know, I almost feel like what happened to Donald Trump is the same thing that happened to me in about 2006-ish when I started really to get into right-wing radio. And you just – you listen to it and the next thing you know, those are the only words that come out of your mouth because it's the same thing that you're hypnotized with over and over and over. And you're almost indoctrinated. You're almost indoctrinated into a cult. I had this thought – the other day I was listening to another podcast, and you know what? I'm going to give this podcast a complete shout out in case anybody hears this because it's a fantastic podcast, and it's called Time Suck by uh, God, I just forgot his name. Uh, by by Dan Cummins. he's a comedian. And generally, say, speaking, say, say
0: again, what what is it called?
1: It's called Time Suck. Time Suck. List- okay. I've been listening to it for the last couple of weeks, and I'll tell you, there's there's a couple of things that I really like. I, I heard a bit about it from Pandora, and uh, and it was just, you know, and I thought, oh, OK, it's some comedy show by this comedian that I like. And I, and I, and I was flipping through it. I was uh, I was looking at some of the titles and it turns out what this guy does. he's, you know, he's a very intelligent guy. He's doing a lot of he's got, you know, sources together. They'll do a lot of research on true crime on a lot of history stuff. And it's it's a fascinating podcast. But they'll talk. They, they've had a couple of episodes about cults. And I know how cults work. You know, you get the basic info of cults. but I'm listening about the the Tony Alamo cult. Basically, I don't know if you're familiar with the guy, no. but he was a he was a he was a prophet about the world ending back in uh, back in the 70s. And he went to jail for like child rape just a few years oh, ago. Really? But, you know, when you talk about the things that cults do to program you, it's a lot of it's a lot of chanting and it's almost a lot of mantras. Like, look at look at Obama when he was elected in two in 2008. It was. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And, you know, Donald Trump's even the same thing. Make America great again. Make America yeah. great. Again. These are things that you're chanted in and they're put into your subconscious. And we have all it is crazy it sounds, man. Over the last 20 years, we've all been programmed to. Oh, sure. Really follow what we believe, which is why I personally think we have so much vitriolic hate Mm-hmm. against each other with just that opposing viewpoint it's because we're all programmed to believe what we believe and everybody else is basically sinning or a heretic and and it's and it's and it's insane when you really look at the world around us today because my god you know I'm reading about China and maybe six months ago I was reading uh, something about China because I wanted to' <laughs> honest to god I was doing some deep dive, into Muslim deportations in response to uh, AOC talking about how basically on the border we've got concentration camps going up. And and I had just caught this little blurb about Muslims disappearing, whatever it was. And so I find this article by The Independent and by The Guardian. And it turns out for about the last decade, China has been kidnapping Uzbekis and borders and border countries like that, Muslims kidnapping them and sending them to re education camps in China and disappearing these people. And it's real world
0: news. Is is that there. for is that for real? And if that so, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, supr- I'm surprised that uh, the uh, Islamic countries haven't retaliated for that.
1: Well what are you gonna do against China? <laughs> you know let's yeah. be honest china is is it's right up there with india and the most populous nation that well you know They've how these army.
0: countries work i mean i'm surprised they haven't had terrorist attacks in china from that
1: well, china of of china china doesn't play mm. the uh china doesn't play the let's play nice to the people who are minorities thing mm. they'll just kill you, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, they're not, they're, they don't play around like like we do where if we have Like, if you look at the San Bernardino shooters a few years ago, Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. were Muslim terrorists. Right. Or the guy who shot up, you know, Fort Hood, that was a Muslim terrorist, but Obama called that workplace violence. And you took that guy... Did he really?
0: I don't remember that.
1: He called it workplace violence. He would not call it radical Islamic terrorism. If you recall... That's funny, because everybody
0: else was calling it terrorism at the time.
1: Obama would not use the word radical Islamic terrorism until... I want to say 2015 where he finally it was almost like he was pushed to say it. I remember watching the little clip he said, "Fine, you want me to say it? It's radical Islamic terrorism. We have that." And huh. people have been pushing him to at least admit that for you know, a few years. And so he played kid gloves with these people and wouldn't admit that there was a problem. China doesn't do that. China's going to, you know, you you you're not going to be a suicide bomber and develop a little thing going on in China cuz they're going to
0: find you and they're not well, you're not going to be found, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know? I I gotta say, you know, I I did like Obama, but there were certain things that I really didn't like about him. And that was one of the things I really didn't like about him. I mean, I appreciated the way he handled uh, foreign uh, relations, but where it comes to something like that, I mean, he was he was just like I said, he used kid gloves too often.
1: Yeah, and it was and it was because you know Democrats they just they've done that. You know, they they picked their they picked their side in the Gulf War. And now if you were to say anything poor about Muslims going on, you were just you were just a racist. That's where all this stupid racist labeling legitimately started. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, we couldn't say that because, well, not all Muslims are like that. Well, you know what? We're overseas killing a shitload of them. So we, we weren't bombing synagogues, you know, and it's just I don't know. The world's the world's so weird
0: right now it really it really is i mean god almighty this is the weirdest time in my lifetime
1: you know i was i was talking I with mean, this old guy the other day this guy this guy bought a gun he's 85 <laughs> years old This old guy with guns and i just and i looked at him and i said man would you ever have thought you would see this in this country When you were young and he goes, it's the most crazy thing I'd ever, you know, seen in my life. And I was alive for World War Two, you know, and, uh, you know, even
0: like 9-11. I mean, 9-11 was nuts, but it wasn't nuts like this,
1: you know? No, it wasn't. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you a story about me and 9-11. I remember 9-11 very specifically because I got my first paycheck from a company I was working for that morning. I got it next day aired to my house. It was my first commission check from the sales job that I had. I got it. My ex and I had shut off the TV in our house. We had no television. So we were we were watching movies and we were just we didn't we just didn't want TV in the house. We had all these movies. And I remember I was in the shower, and she comes in and she goes, Brian, your dad's on the phone. He's freaking out. He needs to talk to you. And I said, okay. So I got out of the shower and I go talk to him. He said, Brian, are you watching this? Some plane hit a building. And I go, What? What are you talking about, Pop? You know, and this is before you know the internet really, you know, as it is today, if you think about it. And so on, you don't know, find a story and you know whatever. So I got I leave my house. And it just happened to be that I needed to go buy a cell phone that day. And not to brag, but that was the first cell phone that I got that day that got text message capability. So I'm at the Sprint store in Brainerd, Minnesota, and uh, I'm, getting this, I'm, I'm getting this thing, and these people, they're, they're watching the TV, and this is how jaded of a human being that I am. They, I couldn't get service. These people were looking at the TV, and they were staring at the TV. They're going, oh my god, are you watching this? And I said, lady, I've seen New York blown up in multiple movies. I really don't give a damn about this. I need this phone. I said that to another human being and there are times where I feel really bad about that, you know, but, but yeah, we, you know, we were different then and we, and and that was, but 9-11 was never weird to me because I was, I I legitimately, I worked in the insurance business at the time and all I could think of was who's going to pay those claims. None of those claims have to be played. None of those claims legitimately have to be paid because this is an act of war. Yeah, declared or undeclared and that is not covered by any insurance policy
0: so well, i think would, it was it was it, 9-11 was weird because i remember when it first happened they had downed all the air, pl, air yeah. flights and i thought that was really weird to see to not see uh uh, uh planes in the sky yeah but it yeah. only lasted for what maybe a week or so it lasted, and it lasted but then yeah. man you know, I live by McCarran Airport here in Las Vegas. And Since the shutdown happened, I mean, God, I, I, I got used to not seeing planes anymore. Uh huh. Just clear blue sky. And then now planes, and flights are starting to come in again yep. because they've reopened the casinos. And it just seems strange to have all these planes come in again. You
1: know? Yeah. You know, but, like when the first when this first shutdown started, traffic was weird for me as I. uh. I was driving. I was driving into the city, and generally for work, I'd catch at least some portion of traffic. But you'd be driving down the road, and there was nothing. It was eerie. The first morning that I did it, when everything got shut down, I was driving down the road, and it was like Monday at nine in the morning, and it was like it was like The Walking Dead. Like I was I was the only car on the road on the major highway i was on 494 at monday morning at nine o'clock and there was not a car that was that was weird to me yeah
0: yeah you know know, here in vegas it's like the shutdown never happened you know i drive for uber eats and so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm running around all the time and my god there is there ever since the shutdown happened back in march it 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 the traffic has been just as bad. It's like a, it's like the shutdown never happened. Now, when they shut down the casinos, though, I remember driving down near the strip, and that was eerie. Like you said, it was like Walking Dead eerie because there was nobody on the strip. Yeah, I, mean, there, was, I saw your. I think pictures, I remember man, seeing. That was weird. Yeah, man, I, th- I think that there was like a, a, like one or two other cars near me on the strip, and it was just yeah. I mean, I expected zombies to start walking around. <laughs> Yeah, but,
1: it's, uh, it's weird times, you know. I know you. You also wanted to talk about, you know, misinformation and the internet, and you know that specifically about this this African doctor that was uh, that was talking about hydrochloroquine or you know whatever the hell the the, the medication's actually called.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was, you know, I, I had this conversation, which I did, which was part of the death threat that I got the other day. I was pretty excited about it because uh, since the COVID, all this insane shit has started. I've received seven internet death threats. I'm pretty excited about that. That's <laughs> seven more than I had ever received in my internet lifetime before. And, uh, and and I was thinking about that. It's like, what is misinformation? You know, if this is a doctor, if this is a medical doctor, even though she's talked about sex with demons causing women's problems. You know, she had also stated in the article that I read, the reason that she gave that diagnosis is she's a doctor in Cameroon or something like that. Okay. And those African people that are tribal, that's what they believe. So that's what she tells them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, okay, that makes sense to me. I get it. But, you know, here's a person who's saying, hey, this works. We have had success with this and yet is shut down. And blocked from Facebook pages and even got Donald Trump's campaign barred (laughs) from Twitter for a while because he was quote quoting or quote tweeting misinformation against the scientific community.
0: And I thought Well, the
1: popular mainstream scientific community, anyway. And that's that's crazy to me, because yeah, you know what? I don't have I don't have a college degree. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. But I know one thing about science. I know that science exists to disprove itself. That's how science right. gets right. better because there is no such thing as proven science at all. Science exists and then is constantly studied and proven and disproven to perfect upon an idea. As if science was proven, we would still believe that the sun rotated around the earth we would definitely believe in eugenics, which is a pretty common proven theory for a hundred years, which is the basis for a whole lot of slaughter in the 19th and early 20th right. century. Right. We would probably still believe in abiogenesis, which, you know, almost got Aristotle burned as a heretic because, you know, he said, hey, things don't appear just out of everything, you know. So science exists to disprove itself, especially medical science. I mean, my God, man, you look at these medications. That will that will tell you their side effects. My side medication side effects are one of my favorite things in the world to listen to when when I see a medication commercial. You know, and like my dad was an example of this. My dad is a diabetic, but my dad is only a diabetic because he got that from a medication. He got he was on a medication called Zyprexa. I forget what exactly Zyprexa was just was was, pre- was prescribed for way back when. But it stated very specifically on the medication that it would give you diabetic-like symptoms. So after my dad was on Zyprexa for a couple of years, well, he developed diabetes. And there was this massive class action lawsuit, which to my knowledge to this date is still the largest class action lawsuit ever won against a medication company. So if science is always proven, then medication would never have that problem. Sure, right. You right. know, medical but science. here's here, here's you know, the thing about so
0: ridiculous here's the thing about that doctor though is that she's speaking to a mainstream uh country that doesn't believe necessarily in what she was saying i mean for her to say that you know that 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 it's caused by demon sperm i mean mm-hmm. she nobody can be surprised really that she was met with the kind oh, of oh absolutely um, but you know, but I gotta say this. I gotta say, you know what a fan I am of the First Amendment. Yep. You know, so I think she had every right, nutty as it sounded, to say those, to, to say that. You know, and people, I don't think people should have come out and blasted her the way she, they did. I think they should have just quietly gone, well, she's a nut, you know, and just leave it mm-hmm. at that. But no, of course not. Not, not in our mainstream media society. You know, everybody's got to have an opinion today. You know. And, you know, and here we're one to talk about opinions because that's what we do on the show is we (laughs) talk about our opinions. But, you know, for for even the mainstream media news to come out and blast her, it should have just been left alone, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, what
1: what was what was she doing? She was speaking in Washington. Right. As I recall, Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the video. Okay, so she's speaking in Washington with a group of other medical professionals now to call yourself a medical professional and have that doctor in front of your name you need education and time studying medicine i think i mean you can't just be like hey man i'm a doctor let me write you a prescription right you right. <laughs> you, really, you legitimately need that education and so these people that are deriding her are going well, we need to listen to the science and the doctors well you know what she's a doctor <laughs> she's telling you what her experience is
0: yeah, yeah. and you're
1: not believing her because you believe the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. They're not doctors either. You know, it's like people that believe Dr. Oz. I don't, I, you know, I don't, all I know about <laughs> Dr. Oz is that he's got a show. <laughs> I, I know that he's a doctor. I, I've never seen his show, but you know, a few years ago, I forget what the hell he said, but it, dis, uh, Dr. Oz was disbarred by the college by which he got his doctorate. I didn't know that. Dr. Ba- Dr. Oz is a disbarred doctor.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: in that, you know, but people believe that guy. He drives me
0: nuts, like because he's on the TV. Dr. F- like Doctor Phil drives me nuts, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, but anyway, speaking of amendments, um, listeners, if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, uh, you probably don't know. Uh, but Brian is a gun guy, and I'm not going to say he's a gun nut because he's certainly not. He's one of the one one of the gun people. That I truly respect because he tre- he teaches respect for the weapons. And uh, but with that in mind and the fact that, you know, you and I are both in favor of the Second Amendment. Um, what do you think about the news that broke today that uh, that New York Attorney General uh, Letitia James uh, is going to be suing uh, to uh, uh, dis- dis- dissolve the NRA? Because apparently it's come out that Wayne LaPierre, who is the CEO of NRA, um, and other leaders have drained about $64 million from from the nonprofit in like three years. What do yeah, you think not, about that?
1: I think it's not shocking. This will also come as a shock to you. Real gun people don't like the NRA. I can't imagine that they do. I the think it's started off as a good people? idea. Well, the NRA – the NRA started off as a sportsman's group uh-huh. and what it evolved into was, was a, you know, a political action committee and a lobby group. Right. And it existed because the other extreme existed. And for years it did good work right. for years, but it's no different than anything else that has become too money hungry and too powerful. Yeah. It no longer stands for what it stood for. Real gun people don't actually Join them. Join the NRA. They don't support them and they don't give to them. Mm-hmm. There are far better gun gun groups out there. For the life of me, I cannot remember their name right now, but they actually do the charity work. They actually do the education work that gun people want done. The NRA is just the face of the gun lobby, right? And it's given it a bad name for a lot of years, and especially under Wayne LaPierre. You know, zero people that I know like Wayne LaPierre and the things that he'd done, you know, we're, I still come from the school where, you know, Charlton Heston is my president, you know, when, who was, you know, when he was the head of the NRA for a while, you know, those people at the NRA would sell out guns in a heartbeat if the money was right, they really would. And it's, it's, it's not a good organization anymore, but I I read, I did read that today and it, and it made me laugh, especially from where it came from. Like, yeah, fuck, of course. Of course it came from New York where, you know, if you have a gun in New York, I mean, that's you can't have one for God's yeah, right, sake, basically. Right, right, right. You know, so for it to come from New York is just it's funny to me because it because it's comical. But since you want to talk about gun rights, I did see that Joe Biden campaign definitely yesterday posted that they will 100 percent do away with assault rifles in America. When he's I did elected. see that. And all I could think of was, dude, this isn't fucking 1992. I understand that's probably where your dementia has you right now, but this isn't 1992. If you're going to talk about banning guns right now and banning the assault rifle right now, I'm going to tell you right now that I have sold more AR-15s to liberals and gun-hating people in the last five months than you would ever possibly believe.
0: Well, first of all, how do you how do you how do you define what an assault rifle is? An AR-15 is not an assault rifle, you know. Well, and, here's but what they, it is. they make it out to be that, and it's not. An assault. All right.
1: First of all, AR stands for Armalite rifle. Just like AK stands for Oktomak Kalishnikov or something like that. Mm-hmm. AR does not stand for assault. Assault rifle. rifle. Right.
0: So and, how do you define so, – how are so they going to define this to, 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 to do away with these? An assault
1: rifle. Are. An assault rifle, and this is what I tell people all the time hey, and when hey, they hey, ask me the podcast, in Minnesota, what do I need to buy, whatever. And I say, hey, if, if you gun. see a gun that looks like it's yeah, going to yeah. scare a politician, you, you need a permit for it. You know, go on there and listen to and so funny. what you get are when you, like you get the AR-15, the only difference between an AR-15 is an inch and select fire. That's it. The first, M4 in the military, okay.
0: um, it has a 14
1: and a half inch barrel, Same and it has it. select fire. That means Seven. you go from safe to fire to three round burst. That's mm-hmm. what an M4 is. An AR-15 is a civilian version of an M4. Okay. Now what that is, an AR-15 has a 16 inch barrel, which designates it as a rifle, because anything that is less than 16 inches is technically a pistol. It's the dumbest thing in the world. So, an AR 15 has a 16 inch barrel. An AR 15 shoots three different types of cartridges if you have the right barrel for it. I hope that offended somebody. I really hope that somebody listened to that and it pissed somebody off. <laughs> but, okay, an AR 15 shoots, generally speaking, it shoots a 5 by 5.56 by 45 cartridge or a 223 round. And your weird gun nuts will tell you, an AR-15 ain't no M4. Well, you know what it is? Because the only difference is select fire in an inch and a half. And you can get one that's way better than the M4. And the 5x5, 6x45 cartridge, well, that's what the Army uses. The difference is the quality of, of the bullet itself. The, the, the bullet, the projectile itself is a little bit of a different quality for the military than it is for a civilian. But the other side of that is you can get a whole shitload more as a civilian. Mm -hmm. But what it's being built as now is it's not being built as an AR platform. It's being built as an MSR, which is modern sporting rifle. And there are a ton of really small gun companies out there that are making the platform because it's, it's a legitimate hunting caliber. It's, it's an American gun. Now it's, It's very common in a whole lot of arenas, but because it's a big, scary rifle and yeah, it's an efficient killing machine. That's why it's used by a whole lot of military forces. You know,
0: that is exactly why I looked into uh, uh, guns, because, you know, I'm not a gun guy, but I, I wanted to learn more about them because what I would, you know, at one point I was like, yeah, ban the assault rifles, you know, because I didn't understand what the hell I was uh, talking about because i was being fed by mainstream admittedly liberal uh news sources that these things were assault rifles and they're not and you know when you're talking about assault rifles you're talking about things like machine guns and you know military style well, to be um, fair, it's uh, guns super and they're easy to turn an ar into a machine gun uh yeah you can't i but i'm just saying they're not sold like that no. you know i mean but uh yeah i i think i think um People on my side of the street need to educate themselves about guns and realize that, yeah, yeah, it may look big and scary. And I mean, a lot of mass shootings are done with ARs, but they're not assault rifles. So I I, I don't know how Biden is going to define what an assault rifle is. Again, it's it's
1: a term that liberals love. But if you look at those. You look at those mostly peaceful protesters that took over Seattle, Uh a whole lot of them had a whole lot of ARs. Uh And if you look at the climate in which we live right now in these major cities where they're talking about banning and defunding the police and here in Minneapolis, crime is up 109 percent since the end of since the end of March or since the end of May with George Floyd. Shootings are up something like 180 percent in Minneapolis in the last three months. Wow. Uh, you know I, I did something that I never do i i bought I bought a star Tribune paper <laughs> because the headline the star and sickle the star and sickle <laughs> I bought it I bought it uh last week because the headline stated it was talking about lack of cops 100 cops in Minneapolis have either retired or taken medical leave since the since the riots mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so these cops these cops have le- you know, in these neighborhoods, have essentially created no go zones. And unfortunately it's in predominantly black neighborhoods, which are unfortunately high crime in Minneapolis. Now my gun store is a mile from these. It's the closest gun store to these areas. And probably 70% of my clientele are black people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now that 80% of those people are simply terrified for their lives from the shitheads that are running around the street. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't you know, blame
1: them and, at all. And gun people, I'm going to tell you this right now, and, I again, I hope this offends some people too. Predominantly white gun people are kind of racist because – Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, Uh-oh. Here we go. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> okay. Deep down, all right, I want you to pick the, picture this. Did you ever watch a movie, A Time to Kill? Yeah. The end when he's giving the speech where he says, you know, close your eyes and I'm going to tell you this story of this girl – and, you know, you're you're picturing the girl in in the movie, you know, this young girl who was, you know, horribly raped by these guys in the movies. But she's this little black girl. And he ends the speech with now imagine that she's white. Uh-huh. And and my God, man, that's one of the most powerful lines in a movie. Picture the person that breaks into your house. What color are they? You know, be honest with yourself and every dude. I'm going to tell you right now, every two gun person, every real gun person believes it's a person that's the opposite race they are. I don't sure. care if they're black, white, other. It's the opposite race of which they are. Yep. And it's it's weird to me. But these people that are living in North Minneapolis, Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Park right now that are in these high crime communities, they can't get cops to come out because they're not coming there. It's too damn dangerous. Well, They're you know, buying you, you, these you, ARs you had- to protect themselves from the shitheads on the street. You would mention right.
0: that a lot of cops in Minneapolis have, uh, you know, taken early retirement or uh, 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 um, PTSD, PTSD. Uh, and, and PTSD. you know, and what the mainstream media does is they flip that around. They say, well, because they can't go out and kill black people. That they don't is 100 wanna... percent. I'm going to
1: tell you right now, I could if I got up and walked over there that that paragraph is in that article
0: but they're not alone there are cops all over the nation that are doing this and it's not because of that yeah. it's because they're afraid that if they make any slight movement at all they're going to be deemed as a racist cop yeah. and they're going to be put on you know i mean yeah. and, and and again it's just ridiculous that in in our society today that we should feed upon this stuff as though it's manna from heaven and it's not You're right. You know, two years.
1: I want to say it was two years ago. It was it was was within the last three years. There was a female officer in Chicago, a white female officer in Chicago that was beat nearly to death by a black suspect. And she said and she didn't fight back. She said that she did not fight back because she was afraid of being called a racist when she won. Right, Right. Right. And that's that's insane to me. Insane. That you have a community, and it's not even a whole community; it's a small percentage of that community that is protecting the shitty people in that community. Yeah. You know, that was where my death threat came the other day, is because uh, this this mask post that I got involved in broke down to me being a racist. And you know, racist I with, because
0: you don't want to put on a mask. Why? Why is that racist?
1: Well. I, I don't know. That was never explained to me, but it broke down into into race. I don't understand it. I still don't understand it. The the person that started doing that to me, she said some pretty horrible stuff, and she is a very self-admitted bigot who hates black or hates white people. And I was proud. At least she was honest. I like that. <laughs> but uh but uh I'm sorry I lost my train of thought. I really apologize there. But anyway, what I was saying is I was telling a friend of mine, he works He works in the local media. I have a lot of respect for this guy. I've known him a lot. you have known him a lot of years. He's put me on TV a few times. People thought I was a celebrity because of this guy at one point. And, uh, you know, he got all upset because I said, I said, really honest to God, the truth, I talk to black people every day. And he said, well, that's really white privilege that you would say that. I said, they're not my friends. I never said that I have black friends who said this. <laughs> they're not my friends. It's a fact. Th- you do. These are people that tell me stuff every day and and in a gun store i tell this to people every once in a while that will start spouting off stuff that any normal person would consider crazy i'll look at them and i'll whisper in a soft voice i'll go you're in a safe place don't worry you know be like it's okay you can say the crazy shit here this is a gun store we (laughs) we agree with you and and you know you assume that that crazy stuff about hey the government's coming or whatever comes only from white people. And I'll be honest to God, I thought that too, because yeah. that's the only exposure that I had. I didn't know that there were black gun people. I'm a horrible person. You can kick me in the face later. I don't care. But I didn't know that because your stereotype of that is that, you know, the black person is a Democrat who doesn't, you know, who follows that liberal leaning. Well, that's not true. That's but there not are true. a right. ton of, of black Trump-loving gun people that I have met in the last well, there, five months. And the reason months.
0: the reason you thought you know? that is because you lived inside a certain bubble. Yeah. And you know, I th- I think that's the problem with a lot of people, uh, both left and right. You know, I mean, it, unless you step out of that bubble and see the reality for what it is, you're always going to believe what you're told in that little bubble. No, and that's 100% the truth. And these people. They're good people, just like most people
1: are. The vast majority of people are decent human beings that just want to live their life. They want to live their life in peace and prosperity and have success and safety and health for their family. That's the vast majority of anybody. I don't care what color your skin is. And, you know, these people that, you know, they're telling you this because they look at they look to me as being an expert. You know, it wasn't uh, yesterday. It was Tuesday. I was talking with this black guy, educated black guy who was a lawyer and he was. You know, spouting this crazy conspiracy stuff that any normal person will call crazy conspiracy stuff. But if you look at the world around us, it's not. You know, here's a guy who needs guns to protect himself from God knows what roving gangs in the street. You mm-hmm. know, which is a reality of what is going on. Well, especially right if he
0: lives in that area. You yeah. Know, which is a dangerous area. And that's and and that's it. So. I'll gladly
1: call myself a gun guy. I mean, I don't have the knowledge that a lot of my coworkers have, but I, you know, I've got a decent amount of knowledge and yeah, I do believe in education, but I I firmly believe, especially with, you know, Biden's dipshit post yesterday that, yeah, I'm coming for your AR-15 and I hope, I really hope to God that I wound myself up on a list because I just wrote on his post, come and take it. Uh Uh
0: And yeah, uh, I'm sure you weren't the only one though. Yeah, because you know, I, really I like st- to think. I, I agree. It was a do. Really let me really stupid feel thing thing special.
1: God damn it. Let me feel special. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it. That, that That's all that it is. And when you put up stuff like that, you know, I, I've said it before the left had a perfect opportunity to go moderate in this election. And had they gone moderate, they would have walked away with it. Yeah. And. You haven't. You got this guy. I really do. I feel bad for Biden because he's clearly suffering from dementia. Clearly. Oh, I
0: don't think that that's true. Clearly, I, I really don't. Clearly. And not, I any, not more than that. Donald Trump is. Donald Trump says the same Maybe. same stupid shit that he does. So oh, come on. Donald. No, Trump's seriously. Donald I was mean, reading a quote from him the other day go, uh, and then
1: forget where the hell he is.
0: Well, I was reading a quote from Trump the other day, and it just made no sense. I had to read it like five times to really kind of almost said, get it. Was that but,
1: apparently this interview he was doing? where he I said don't just remember what it was. I,
0: just, I, didn't, I, I think I thought I didn't read it. So what did he say? I, I don't remember, but I just remember going, what the hell does this mean? I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, 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 like almost interrupts himself when he's talking. <laughs> you know, I just, no, I don't, that's, that's true. He does that. He, he but, does do that. I, I agree. But that's, that's he says crazy shit too. You know, you know? either way, this this is, we are
1: truly, we're at a precipice in this country. And I think, you know, it's almost like being an alcoholic. You know, you have to hit that. You got to bottom out before you can look at your life and fully recover and and take the steps to recover and I'm terrified of it in this country I'm terrified of the precipice that we're at because you can't we can't go up we can't go backwards you know you got these you know like my shithead governor here with his mask mandate has caused nothing but chaos in Mm -hmm. this state Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's weird to me just what a hot button a mask can be Oh, it's beautiful. crazy, isn't it? And at and at and at my work, I bought a pretty sweet face a pretty f- sweet face shield. I'm not going to lie, but none of us were going to wear it. We were all going to claim medical exemption because you can't ask me what my damn medical exemption is. Right. It says it right there in the executive order. Every one of us were going to do it, but then you know we were asked we were we were asked by the owner because our gun shop, because of its proximity to Minneapolis, is a target for the state. We we really are. They don't want guns that close to Minneapolis, and they they we're a target. So our gun, so our so our guy asked us, hey man, please do this. It's gonna help us. Otherwise, we can get shut down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we did that. You know, but at my at my wife's place, you I mean it's it's crazy there. The stuff that she's telling me with the two or three people that are those people that would 100% rat out the Jews next door. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're those people. And she's telling me about it. And I I tell you one thing. The thing that I love the most about my wife, the thing that I love the most about my wife, amongst the other things that I love the most about my wife, is her honesty. I can trust my wife to never lie to me or embellish anything. Uh It bothers me sometimes that she doesn't embellish shit. But (laughs) she's, she's, she's very straight about this. And, you know, and it's causing her a lot of problems because she doesn't want to wear a mask. It causes, you know, it, it, it causes her issues. She doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. But these people there, it's like they've got this this high and mighty power over other people of you will do this or will cause you this. And it's it's weird to me. I, like, I can't I can't get my head around it. Like my nine year old, <laughs> my nine year old. I'm so proud of her, man. She was she went down to our local store. It's about three quarters of a mile away. And she wanted to go in there and, you know, she's upset about this mass mandate, too. And so I read it to her. I'm not even lying, Damien. I read the governor's executive order in this state about 30 times to the point where I should have a degree in this thing. I know this. I know (laughs) the executive order It's 16 pages long. I can cite to you where it says it. And so I showed her. I said, this actually doesn't apply to you because it doesn't apply to anybody under the age of 14, technically, because. The only time you can be fined is if you're over 14 in this state. She's nine years old. Nothing can happen to her. So she, she goes into the store and she comes back. And, and I said, well, how'd it go? And she said, uh, somebody said, hey, where's your mask? And she said, I told them I'm not 14. It doesn't apply to me. And I was like, hey, good for you. You know, yeah. She's not lying. She's stating the thing. Like, you want to believe what it says, here's what it says. And I, did And they, I and I
0: Did they leave her alone?
1: Yeah, they left her alone. I said, "You got a problem? Come and get me. I'll go deal with them. I'll, you can make a viral video out of me. I'm okay with that." But you know, unfortunately, it hasn't happened. I don't know. I, I don't know if I got a scary face. Apparently, I got a scary face when I put a scary face on. I don't know because I, you know, I, and I said what two, three weeks ago when we were talking about the mask mandate. If a business puts it up of their own volition, I'll respect it. I'll respect sure. your wish for me to do that because I'm a polite person. Government, eh, fuck them. I yeah. mean that with the utmost in derision. So I had this bizarre dichotomy when I'm going into Walmart. Now it's like, well, I agree with what you're doing as a mandate, but what they're doing supersedes yours. So now I can't follow theirs. And so, you know, I go into Walmart the other day, and now they're they're putting they're putting guards outside there, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're not real guards. They're just employees wearing masks right. and right. they have to ask you. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I felt like a horrible person. I eyeballed this person for 20 yards, walking up to him and she looked up to me. Yeah, I said she <laughs> and uh, he didn't say anything to me and I just walked in and that's all there is, you know, and my store has been told specifically, hey, we can't refuse service to anybody. All you got to do is ask them if they have a mask. All I can say is No.
0: Yeah, along with your life. But, you know, well, you know, you were talking about Walmart. What drives me nuts about these so-called guards that are out in front telling everybody, well, you need to wear a mask is they're not even wearing them properly. No, you know, they're wearing them under their chin, you know, Mm. and they're wearing them across their mouth. They're wearing, you know, maybe over their nose, but not over their mouth, you know. And I understand it's hard to breathe in that shit because I have to wear it every day when I work. And I, but the nice thing about me is, is that I only have to wear it when I go into a restaurant and when I drop off the food. I don't have to wear it in the car, but I couldn't, you know, I was thinking about this today when I was working and I thought, God, these guys are in this hot kitchen, and they're having to wear these masks all day long in that heat. And I thought, Jesus, God, I, I'm i so glad I'm out of the restaurant business, yeah. dude. Well, it's, <laughs> it's utterly preposterous.
1: It's it's preposterous in every way, shape, and form, especially five months into it. If you had thrown this out there five months ago, not going to lie, I might have agreed with it for a half a minute. <laughs> but to do it now yeah, and yeah. then – and then accuse people of making it political. If you disagree, well, you made it political. Yeah. Like in Minnesota, in, in Minnesota, they, they do this beautiful thing on the on the state of Minnesota site. They they list uh they list all the COVID stuff. Now I didn't know this because you know the way it's talked, it's still you know ending humanity out there. Uh, Minnesota has done over a million tests in the state, which is pretty damn good. That's almost a quarter of the population. So. We've done a million tests. Of the million tests, there have been 56,000 positive cases. That's a pretty low percentage. Yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. Of that, there have been 1,600 deaths, another low percentage. Two days ago.
0: 1,200 from.
1: 1,200? Okay, so there are 1,200. No, 600 total. Sorry, my wife is doing the research on the other side of the room. (laughs) Thanks, baby, I love you. (laughs) Tell her I said thanks. thanks. Damien says thank you. You're welcome. So, but as of two days ago at that article, there were six COVID deaths in the state. And you still have this threat to shut everything down. And I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't get it. And it's going to pop. And it's, I'm terrified for when it pops. I, I really,
0: truly am. Yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you think about what Fauci said the other day, that Dr. Fauci? And he said, if we don't get this under control by fall, we're going to have an even ser- more serious issue uh, come wintertime. I think I want to have a question to Fauci. I, I really sincerely do. I've listened to Fauci.
1: I've listened to Michael Osterholm, who is the head of epidemiology here at the U. I've listened to him. I listened to him in March when they were talking about theoretical results. Okay. And theoretically I was I was listening especially to Osterholm who was talking about working on Ebola, working on cases of stuff in Saudi Arabia and its potential da 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 and the question that nobody has ever asked any of these people that I want to ask and get an answer to would be have you ever been right? And here our own governor has stated that by the end of this year there will be four million infected people in Minnesota which, oh, my God, this could 2%. And he didn't finish the sentence, but his illusion was that 2% of the state of Minnesota was going to be dead by the end of 2020 because of this coronavirus. Well, that's not remotely the case. If you have 1,200 or 1,500 deaths, I'm going to tell you right now, in the last five months, 1,200 or 1,500 people have died from a whole lot of shit. And to keep people shut in and locked down He's in fear. fear In fear. It's fear. That was the thing I started talking about. And, and I'm sure you saw some of the stuff where people were, were were deriding what I was saying. It's fear by number. You terrify people with a big number. And and that's and that's working, you know, and it's it's weird to me because at what point does it end? You know, here in Minnesota, we're we're in a rural enough county where schools are going to be open. I was talking with the superintendent the other day, but. Kids got to wear masks. I got to negotiate with that. I don't like to negotiate with that because the last thing I want is I don't want our girls, I don't I don't want them exposed to this. I don't want their faces covered up. I they when you cover their faces, it teaches anonymity, and that's what I don't like that. You know, it's it, it it's preposterous to me. And so the superintendent, you know, we say, hey man, I'm on your side. I don't like it any more than you do. But this is what we have to do to open. So you know, I hate that I have to agree with you, you know. And he said, you know, I'm hoping it's over. I'm hoping that it's over by, you know, Thanksgiving. And when you talked earlier about Trump calling it a hoax, that's because Trump is so involved with the cable news that it's all fake, man. We we you and me both both agree it's all fake. Mm. You can't turn on you can't turn on the cable news and get actual information. You're getting you're getting fluff. You're getting half truth. You're getting Well, and a lot of bias. Yeah, you're getting the ultimate in misinformation. And I'm going to tell you right now, as I live and breathe, if Joe Biden wins, coronavirus goes away the day after the election. We've cured it. We've solved it. And if Donald Trump wins, well, I'm sorry, we got to lock it down. We got to continue to keep this economy shut down because the coronavirus is going to keep killing people and killing people. And then we're going to move into flu season, which is going to be tacked onto the coronavirus stuff.
0: Yeah and yeah, that was that was my immediate thought when he, when he, when Fauci had said this. Yeah, you know that's that's 100% the truth, you know, your flu season kills thousands of people, thousands of people. You know, it's like it's And like how many still, people is he and you're talking about the numbers. how many people are going to get the flu and die of the flu and yeah. not of 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 COVID and yet it's still going to be touted as a COVID Uh, related death i'm glad that you brought that
1: up now my wife works with a guy and this is i am not saying this because it's like i know a guy who knows a guy no i know my wife who works with a person who is also honest his brother was killed in a car crash a couple months ago well he also tested positive for covid on his death certificate from his car crash it's listed covid as a death so of all the deaths in minnesota there is one death of a person who was killed in a car accident, who was listed as COVID death. Now, on top of that, another guy I work with, his good friend was killed in a motorcycle collision. He also had COVID, listed as COVID, on the, on the death certificate. I don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I know my wife's friend, they, they, what they do? they do? Uh, they're suing the state to get it changed, and they won't change it? You know, what's gonna happen when this comes out that these stats are padded, and they, Just because of things like that. Now, again, these are my own personal experiences that I know. These aren't people that I heard that I saw from somebody else. These are people legitimately that know the person that this happened to. I've been to his house. I know this person. And, you know, it's. I, I hate it because you sound like such an you sound like such a lunatic. When you start talking about it, you, you really do. I mean, can you imagine somebody that isn't affected by all this or even or even somebody where, yeah, they have horrible stuff that happens all the time. you know, what was it? Ten million people last year died of tuberculosis in the third world, basically? You know you had, you had 10 million real people who have died in countries with low populations and they're looking at us going, what are you worried about? Jesus Christ? Yeah. We still die of malaria here. You
0: know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, we're coming up on an hour, so we should probably get out of here. One of the things I wanted to bring up, uh, listeners, is I wanted to bring up the cancel culture issue. Uh, specifically what's going on with Ellen DeGeneres, uh, right now, but I think we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna waylay that until, uh, our next episode. But, uh, but you know, the reason I need to get out of here is because I need to call my landlord to have him get somebody out here to take care of our palm trees. Cause they're just like getting to the point where there's just, you know, they, they need to be trimmed and it's very expensive to do it. It's like 400 bucks to get somebody out here to do this, just go get but a if it's not done, them go right yeah, chainsaw well, yeah i'm not climbing these trees you don't understand how you tall don't these need to trees climb the are. Tree. cut the damn thing down and push it <laughs> it's not gonna happen i like the palm trees but anyway so yeah i mean and you know we're coming up on monsoon season here in vegas and so if lightning strikes it could cause a real issue is that a real um, thing
1: out there but in the desert oh, yeah. monsoon season that's oh, real. Yeah. Wow, oh yeah oh yeah
0: yeah it, it's, it gets nasty uh, I was watching the weather the other day and they were saying that we may not get it this year but yeah generally every year around this time we get uh, monsoons coming through and it's a lot of rain a lot of lightning And but anyway it's in our lease with this guy that um, it's his responsibility to take care of the landscaping but he lives here part time but like during the summer months he, he lives in Illinois so he has no idea what the landscaping looks like and uh, so I got to report it to him and he'll get somebody to come out. But um, but the problem here is that the HOA is coming down on my ass about him. You know, they don't contact him. They contact me. And I, I'm just, i just I've i got real issues living anywhere where there's an HOA. But I do in this uh, closed community that I live in.
1: I've got an HOA here. My HOA doesn't do shit. Don't they, they mow the lawn? But I hate HOAs because, like, you just see that State Farm commercial going on where you've got the Homeowners Association lady who's, like, cutting down the mailbox and shit. Uh, have you seen that one where it's like, oh, I see yeah. you met Jill. Yeah, yeah. I, I've i been around people like that, and fuck HOAs. That's ridiculous. Oh, right. What can they legitimately do to you? Like, for real? Are they going to come over and just be like, no, Damien.
0: Well, what um, they can do your here. Your palm fronds. Yeah, fuck that. What they can do here is they can give you like two warnings. On the third warning, they can evict you out of your own house. They can evict you. They can tell can you, we're you we're suing you. We're we're suing you to sell your house, basically. Yeah.
1: That is fucking nuts. Isn't it crazy? Fuck that HOA. Yeah. I mean, if anything, what they should do is maybe burn an effigy of you. You know, <laughs> that would be that would be great. Because I I can't I can't even comprehend. In my head, that they can sue you to sell your house because a palm tree is too big and they win. You haven't taken care of it and they win.
0: And they win.
1: Is that even a thing?
0: I remember when I first moved here about five years ago. Can you
1: imagine that? That's insane to me.
0: I moved here about five years ago, and there was a guy down the street whose yard was admittedly overrun with weeds and he wouldn't do anything about it. And, you know, the next thing you know, he was out of here. Because he had now, to sell.
1: Now, here's the thing about an HOA. And I know that we do this thing, and I get upset now. In the city of Golden Valley, this is a real thing. There is not a homeowners association for the whole city. I mean, there may be homeowners associations in certain townhomes. But they have a legitimate rule about how high your grass can be. Oh, yeah. And they oh, yeah. fine you. And when I, was, I was driving on a route once. I've never believed. I would have never believed this unless I saw it with my own eyes. Is a person from the fire department who goes out. I saw this. I swear to you on my soul. I saw this. I had to do delivery at the house across the street, so I had to talk to the guy because I didn't know what the hell he was doing. It's a guy in like you know a fire marshal's truck, and he's on the curb. He gets out. He's in a guy's lawn, and he put a fucking ruler in the grass oh, yeah. to measure the grass and wrote them a citation. Now, I was I, in, I, I,
0: I've, I've was, seen it happen was, here. Yeah kidding me yeah
1: like nazis a, that's that's insane in my head i don't i could never live in a city i can never live in a city where i had to mow my lawn and to be fair i love to mow my lawn i really i have like a weird obsession with it i love mowing the lawn <laughs> but if i was told i had to mow the lawn well fuck you you can come and mow my lawn eat my <laughs> ass because i'm a horrible person
0: and that's just how i am <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here for the week. Uh, folks, thanks a lot for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, folks. We'll see you later. what your country can do for you. thing we have to fear is...